It's me, okay. Good evening. Uh, I am blessed again to be here. We are blessed again to be here to worship an almighty, powerful God that loves us more than we love ourselves, forgives us for more than we want to forgive ourselves and one another. And just because of that, let's just worship him today. Let's just sing and pray and all that stuff. Ooh, let's give each other eye hugs. Eye hug. Look around. Uh, yeah, uh, give a squeeze on it. Uh, squeeze it to where it hurt. Uh, there you go. Uh, I was talking to uh, Tony Kellen. He said, man, you, why you keep getting down so early? I said, okay. So Tony told me to string about five or six sermons together tonight and give them to you. And remind me of this uh, preacher. I told this to some of them. I said a preacher was a long-winded preacher, and he got up one time, and he wouldn't defend the fact that he preached long. And he said, you know, in the Bible, Paul preached until midnight. Little old lady in the back stood up and said, yeah, but he started at 1150. So, <laughs> so, and then went to a church one time in his evening service, and the preacher came up to one of the guys. He says, well, how long should I preach? The guy said, you preach as long as you want, but we're leaving at 7. <laughs> so, so I'm going to act like y'all going to leave at 7, and I'm not going to hold you long. I want you guys to pray for this. Pray for this, that God blesses you to reach out and touch people. I've heard some great things about Jefferson Street, and I've been praying for it. You guys are an inspiration to me, to Airport Freeway. And there's some things I'm going to take back to airport that I've seen that you guys are doing. I just want to thank God for you guys. Let's keep doing this because the world has a lot of people who are lost. They just need to see you. So let's keep loving on them. I don't care how they are. Let's love on them and just bless them. All right. Thumbs up, everybody. All right. Cool. All right. Um, When I my first job in. California. My first church that I preached at California's North Oaks Church of Christ. And uh, my father-in-law went there. I went to Reseda Boulevard Church of Christ. I was just a member there. And uh, my father-in-law went to North Oaks Church of Christ, which was in Canyon Country, California. Uh, Reseda Boulevard was, was in Reseda, California. Everything's down in the LA area. And so the preacher there at North Oaks Church of Christ he was leaving, and they been, went on a minister search, and he calls me up and says, I think that you would be a good fit at this church, because he and I had sounded the same personality. He said, I think you'd be a good fit at this church. So I went, and I threw my head into the race, and it ended up to being down to me and two other guys. The two other guys were more educated than I was, and one, they had more experience than I had, and one of them was a bilingual. And so I figured, okay. And the guy, Tom Smith, the minister, he calls me because the, the elders there, they were still conversating back and forth with him after he left on who to pick for a minister. So I knew they was conversating, and he would keep me in uh, touch on what they would talk about. 
And one night he called me. He says, Larry, I have some news for you. I said, yes, what's up? He said that I think they're going to hire one of these other preachers. But they like you. So I think they're going to hire you as the youth minister. I said, okay, okay, all right. Hung up the phone with him, went outside, and I started thanking God for the youth minister job. And in the interruption of my prayer, something said to me, did you ask God for the youth minister job? I said, no. Well, then why are you thanking him for something you didn't ask for? Y'all going to get it. Faith is a powerful thing. And believe me, when done correctly, it is not for wimps. Faith, (laughs) can you imagine Noah building an ark? Now, we read it as a story, and God told Noah to build an ark. Noah went out and got this kind of wood, the gopher wood, built this side, you know. But from what I understand, it took 120 years. Didn't sometime Noah, while he's up there hammering that stuff, don't you think Noah was like, what am I doing? I'm going to quit. I'm just trying to think in real time. I've tried things and I'm, I'm good. Faith is that nudge. It's that thing in the side of you. When you want to quit, faith just start. Oh, oh, oh. It's not, it's, ooh, faith. When you walk in faith, the Bible says we walk by faith. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. Isn't that hard to do? God told Abraham, Abraham, go. Okay. Start packing. <laughs> Say, where are we going? I don't know, just pack. <laughs> That's faith. <sighs> faith is the substance of things hoped for. Larry, were you hoping for the youth minister job? No. <laughs> it's not bad. I love youth ministry. I just don't like the youth. <laughs> I'm joking. But I, I, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Did you hope for the youth minister job? No. It is the evidence of things not seen. I should have been working and thinking 
and planning for what I asked God for. That's his job to say yes or no. How many of us are sitting in here and we stop in the middle of building the ark because we ran out of faith? (laughs) I am terrible. But God, he still nudges me. Uh Uh-uh. You ever try to walk away from something and God keep put tugging on you? Says, Lord, you just, Lord, I can't go, I can't go. God, He said, without this faith, it is impossible to please Him. Notice what He said. He said, without faith. Now, what is faith? It is the trusting. We used to have shirts at Southwestern Christian College that said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. It didn't say, God said it, I understand it. It said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. There's some things in the Bible that I struggle with because it talks too powerfully for me to accept. And I still say, God, please have mercy on me. I'm like that, 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 that man that said to Jesus, he said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So what is this faith? You remember when God told uh, uh, Moses to send the 12 into Canaan's land? When they went there, they came back. It was 12 of them, Joshua and Caleb and uh, 10 others. When they came back, they said, are you crazy? The, 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 the vegetation there will destroy us. They brought back some grapes. They had to, more than two people had to carry them. And they said, the anarchy are there. And he said, in their eyes, we're like grasshoppers. Joshua and Caleb came back. Caleb said, let us go take the land. Why? They weren't looking at the giants. They were looking at God. Faith is not for wimps. Faith is not just a thing in the Bible that you look at and you go, ooh, faith. No, 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 ma'am and no, sir. Faith is too powerful. And when people move in faith, they're not looking at the outcome. They're looking at the work. The outcome is God's job. Your job is to put in the work. They asked Jesus one time, they said, what is the work of God? He said, to believe on the Son. I preach a sermon entitled, The Tongue, the Tree, and the Mountain. I talked about this. When Jesus cursed the tree and Peter came back and saw the tree had withered, Peter was like amazed. And Jesus said, son, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast thyself into the sea, it shall be done if you believe. 
I don't understand everything Jesus is saying, but wow. Jefferson Street, what are your goals? Are you making goals based upon your basic, your capability? If so, what happens if you reach out beyond your wallet, beyond your talent? What happens then? You have to rely on God and not what's in your bank account. That's where the mountain is. There's a story in Luke, the fifth chapter. Do I have a reader this morning? Is he? Is you? Me? I'm the reader? Oh! Luke 5. Luke 5. Luke chapter 5. There's a story, and there's some principles in the story that I want to bring out. Verses 1, 2, and... No, read 2 and 3. Verse 2, And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Jesus wants to borrow your stuff. He wants to borrow your stuff. Jesus came in, Simon Peter, and from what it is, the fishermen, they fished at night. And then during the day, they were through for the day, so they would clean their nets. And they were on the side cleaning their nets. Is anybody a waiter or waitress or ever waited or waited tables? Anybody? Anybody? Do you remember doing side work? I hated side work. I used to work at this restaurant in Jerry's Famous Deli in California, and we would do side work. Side work is you have to go and clean the tables, refill the salt and the ketchup and the mustard and all that stuff. You have to do it and clean your section before you go. I hated when I was about finished and someone came and sat in my section. Peter and them were finished. They were doing side work. And Jesus said, read verses, keep reading. And when he had finished speaking, he When finished. he finished, he was through. He said what? He said to Simon, put into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Go back out there and pick up table number three. You can imagine Peter. And Peter had boys who was with him. You know they were like, Peter, Peter, I'm I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. But Jesus said, go back out there. Go back out there. Why? Jesus has a plan. And it involves your faith. He has a plan. And believe me, it's bigger than what you can do. Jesus said, go back out there and do what? Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. He didn't say go back there and try. He said, go back out there, put out your net for a catch. But you got to understand Jesus was not interested in, interested in them.
catching fish. Fish was not the, it's not the deal. He said, go back out there and launch into the deep, cast your net for a catch, and keep going. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the net. Master, we've been out all night. I'm tired. I'm ready to go. My boys are tired. They're getting on my nerves. But because you said it, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Peter, why are we going back out there? I know what's going to happen. See, the heat is going to bring this stuff up, and then the molecules are going to bounce around, and then uh, that's what's going to happen, and we're going to go look for that spot. Nope. God said, Abraham, just move. God told Joshua one time, he said, Joshua, you are old, but I'm not finished with you yet. We have more land to conquer. Sometimes God calls you. I'm getting ready to go this way. God said, mm -mm. But Lord, I just, mm -mm. Ooh, I'm here. No, you're not. Somebody told me, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to do this. We're going to settle down and... <laughs> Your health fails. That 401k turns just to an O. <laughs> Your kids move away. Something happened and they have to come back home. Man. Speak. I'll hear. Command and I'll obey. He says, Go back out there. Go back out there. Peter, what are you talking about? Just go back out. Peter, what's going to happen? I don't know. Sometimes that's the way it is. Abraham, you and your wife Sarah, she'll have a child. She said, mm, don't look at me. You somebody else's example. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled her shoes like eh. <laughs> She's like mm -mm, You better look at him <laughs> He's shaking his head Nope My name is Todd <laughs> Isaiah God said My ways are not your ways My thoughts are not your thoughts Job, God, why are you doing this to me? Job, I, God, why? Job, last I checked, I'm God and you're the creation. Job, before I turned over the heavens to you, do you know how I hung the earth? Can you call lightning and it shows up and say, here we are. Job, if you can't do that, let me be God and you be you. 
why are you calling us to do this? Why are you sending me back out there in the deep? Because it's not about the fish. It's about a walk in faith that I'm going to have you take, taking you places that you never fathomed you would be. It's not about your planned religion. It's about your obedient, humble walk in the kingdom. He's trying to touch us. He's trying to wake us up out of these seats. Go back out there. And boy, he puts it. Where are you? Read. Keep reading. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. <laughs> they had so much fish, the, the, the nets start breaking. Then what did they have to do? They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. I don't like you, but come on. Come on, come on. Why? The master is working. Bible says, and the principle here is when you have faith in God and you let God live in you, man, people start running towards you. All you got to say is, come on. Jesus' ministry lasted basically three years. And he has me chasing his coattail. I never met him. All he said is, come on. When you allow the power of God to work in your life, you could be on your job and say, come on. Remember what I talked about in the man's group? Uh, in, in Acts 26, I want you to go read this story. It's a powerful story. Uh, uh, Paul was on a ship, and he was supposed to go to see Caesar in Rome. And he was on a ship, and a storm hit. And the angel of the Lord came to Peter, uh, uh, Paul and told him, uh, Paul, don't worry. You must get to Caesar. But by the way, I have given everybody's soul on this ship to you. Just call. You're on your job. Just say, come here. That's what faith brings about. It is a power that God has put in us that we can wrestle the whole world. Boy, they got in there and all those blessings start filling up. And what did, what, what did Paul, what is, what's his name, right, in Psalm 23? Uh, who wrote that? David. David said, my cup. It does what? My nets are breaking. Come get some of these blessings. What are you saying in, in Malachi 3? Try God in this and see if he will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much that you won't have room to receive it. That's because of faith. But they start pulling these nets and they start breaking. They start calling people over and more people start coming. Keep reading. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Do you know that's where real faith wants to keep you? On your knees? 
Real faith never lets you stand up and pat yourself on your back. Real faith lets you see who you are and who he is. It, it, it cleans your glasses. Look what Peter did. Peter was, his, his profession was special. That was his livelihood. He was out fishing all night, couldn't do anything. Jesus said, get back in there. They get back in there. They caught all these fish. His, this is what he does. What did he do? He turned away because of recognition of who I am. This became irrelevant. This becomes irrelevant. And Peter turned from all of this and he realized, he said, why did you bless me? You know how I am. Why? Why is this person suffering? And that's a good person. And Lord, you have blessed me to have health and strength. And you know how I had this picture in my mind of God on the throne and he sees me sinning and he calls the angel of mercy and he says go back and take care of Larry angel comes and he says yes sir he turns to come and he stops he stays there and God looks at him and says what is it my son angel lowers his head and he backs back toward the throne. He doesn't even look back. He just kneels down and he says, why do you keep sending me to this boy? Why do you keep sending me to this boy? You know you're going to send me right back again in a few minutes. Why do you keep sending me down there? And I see God on the throne, almost like he's embarrassed. He looks around, and he looks back at the angel, and he says, because I love him. I do not deserve that. So, Depart from me, please. I'm a sinner. Jesus said, Come with me. I'm going to teach you how to fish for humans. And the Bible says in verse 11, read verse 11. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. They did what? They left everything. They left what? Everything. Everything. That's what faith does. When you call up in your stuff, faith allows you to see the reality of it. 
so you can see the reality of who God is and who you are. Faith is a powerful weapon for the kingdom because without it, you can't please God. When God told the children of Israel to go into Canaan and take the land, What's your Canaan? You have a Canaan, don't you? You just left it alone. Don't you have a Canaan? You have a Canaan. Everybody in here has a Canaan that God said, go get it. And it digs at you. It, 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 it humbles you. And it makes you say, I'm not worthy because God still continues to bless. Am I right? What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means faith is the action of your belief. James 1, without, uh, uh, faith without works are, faith without works are, faith without works are, we'll put this in action, amen? From what I understand, you're doing it already. Keep doing it. Don't just have it as a pretty, a pretty poster. Poster it in your life. I heard you baptizing like in the last six months, like 20 people. Get them. Touch them. Love on them. That's faith. Show the kingdom of God. Y'all, this world needs us. It needs us. I got to stop watching news. I'm in this place where it doesn't have, uh, I can watch my own TV shows. So I'd have to watch what they give me. In the, and I, I, I turn, I see news and I stop and watch it. It's depressing. It's depressing. It's scary. Oh, man. And the way they do news is crazy. They'll, they, they'll get you hooked. Tell me I'm wrong. News will do this. Right before the commercial, they said, are your kids killing people? Come back and see. But <laughs> tell me now. Huh? <laughs> we are a kingdom. We're not just here sitting in the building. Yes, this is part of it. This is part of it. Honor this. Be here. Don't forsake the assembly. Don't just say, well, you know, I'm tired. And I'm... No, please be here. You know why? Because ultimately, worship is not about you. It's never about you. It's to God for others. What do you say, Hebrews 10, 25? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as a matter of some is, but rather do what? Build one another up. How do you do that? Not sitting there and going, Jesus loves me, this I know. 
For the Bible to... That's not building anybody up. We talked about worship. It's the building up. Audience of one. But y'all, most of our work is done on the outside of these walls. Huh? All of it's done on the outside of these walls. Show the faith. I told somebody, I can't make you believe in God. What I can do is let you believe that I believe in God, that I believe in God. You may come and say, I don't believe in God, but I can point you to somebody who does. We have a lot of work to do. Matthew 9, the harvest is plentiful and the labors are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send more reapers. And then he goes into Matthew chapter 10 and he started listing his 12 apostles. Let's go get them. Let's go into the night of people's lives. They are hurting, but they are ready. You know, there's a difference in between a harvest and a crop. Right? A crop is just crop. Harvest is when the crop is ready. Farmers, help me out. Do I get an amen or something? See, see, there's some crop. You have a you go been by a cornfield and you see like the little stalks and things, the paper still wrap around tight. That's just the crop. But when it's ready to be picked, that's called the harvest. There are people who you go past every day, they're just crop. They're just crops. But there's some people who are harvest. They are ready. And you know what? They don't understand this point. They're not here. They don't understand this. The unchurched don't understand this. People in other religions and denominations, they don't understand this. That's why they're not here. But you know what they understand? Faith? Because faith is a picture of God. It is evidence of God. So church, Jefferson Street, Airport Freeway, Church of Christ, all over the land and country. Let's have faith. Let's touch lives. Because if you allow it to touch your life, there's no shutting you up. So what do we do? We take tonight and we pray. And then we set our minds to the faith walk. Whatever God has called you to do, if it's building an ark on your job, if it's crossing the Jordan on your job, if it's taking the land of Canaan on your job, stay consistent to it. You know why? Because, man, Satan knows how to get inside your faith. Anybody ever start a diet? Oh, Satan don't mind you losing. I'm serious, y'all. <laughs> Satan doesn't mind you losing First, you know how they advertise, ooh, lose 10 pounds in the first 10 weeks or probably two weeks. He doesn't mind that. 
Why? Go on, lose those 10 pounds. Because your old habit's going to seep back in and you're going to gain 25. So your faith walk, faith allows you to stay purposeful and concentrated. So when we leave here, set your focus on what your faith walk is all about. Why am I here? Why did God put me here? What am I doing? Okay, now, God, I'm here. Lord, speak, I'll hear, command, and I'll obey. God will show you why, he's, why you're here. And while you're doing that, just stay faithful in the walk. Well, Brother Nunley, what if he hasn't shown me yet? You stay faithful in the walk. Well, Brother Nunley, what if he hasn't answered my questions and my prayers like I want? Just stay faithful in the walk. Why? Because God said, I will never lead you and I will always guide you. Faith is important because also what Satan will do, he will take you off course with good things. If you are on your way to this door and you're walking and this person says, hey, 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 you get disrespect. You know what? You can get off course. Raise your hand if you like me. I'm a bubble chaser. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, look at, oh, bubbles. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. I told you I have a I just get distracted easily. Faith is that concentrated walk that is purposeful and will not allow you to be deterred. You remember the book of Nehemiah? Go read the book of Nehemiah. There's a story about Nehemiah rebuilding the walls of, uh, uh, of, of Jerusalem. And, and when he goes back, he's building the walls. And there's an evil guy named Sanballat. And Sanballat wants, they are laughing at him and running him down. And, and Jim, uh, uh, Nehemiah, he keeps building the walls. Even his whole, own people, they start laxing off and doing things wrong. He's deep, he keeps building the wall. Sanballat says, okay, we're going to trick him. Get him off the wall, bring him over here, we'll kill him. They sit in the and say, hey, come, we need to talk to you. He said, no. Hey, come, we need to talk to you. He sent back, he says, I can't come down because I'm doing the will of my father. You know the song. Can't come down, can't come down, no. For I'm doing the will of my father. You remember that? The black people do, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a song that's saying, I'm busy. I'm taking care of business. Faith is that walk that will not allow you to be taken off into the valleys. So, finally, faith is the substance that will allow you to focus on God's eternal purpose in your life. The scary part about faith is whatever you're doing now might not be what God wants you to do. And the scary part also may be what you're trying to do, God might not be wanting you to do that either. That's why faith is the letting go and let God. You simply be there to be a vessel that is used. Jefferson, what is your Canaan? What is your art? What did God put you here for? Be faithful to it and allow it uh, allow it to allow you to see what you have on this earth properly 
so that you can see God in yourself properly and then you can faithfully walk others to Canaan's land. If you haven't put Christ on in baptism, if not, why not? Raise your hand if you've been baptized into Christ. No, get them high, get them high, I want to see. Keep them up. I know some of y'all raise your hand, you know, you're going to pull me out. Okay. If you've done that, God has purpose for you, everything. He has purpose for you. If you're just floating around and just going to church and doing things and just kind of just kind of waiting, okay, stay there. But start asking God, why am I here? Here I am. And let me be faithful to it, whatever it is. Let the walk be in you so you can please God. How do you please God? If you have been baptized into Christ, that means you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You believed it. You confessed. And you were baptized. And he filled you with his spirit. He added you, you to his family, the church. He washed away your sins. He filled you with his spirit and added, to, added you to his family. And he has given you purpose. And faith is the walk in that purpose. But if you've done that and you're kind of floating around, you're kind of just, well, I'm kind of just here. And, well, I don't really know what to do. Ask God. The first thing is, Jesus says what in Matthew 6? Ask and it shall be. Seek, knock, there you go. Just start talking to him. Because he wants to hear from you. So if you have been baptized already, God bless you. If you haven't, we want to do that tonight. So everybody stand. Who sing the song? You are? Okay. Oh, not yet. But when I snap, you got to go. No. <laughs> you're going up. You're going up. Again, don't let this just be a song. Don't let this just be another part of the service that you go through. There's a song that says, God is calling the prodigal. If you have winged off and you have a lack of faith, God is calling you back. He's calling you back because what he has for you, when you recognize his power in you, you will gladly leave this. As, as Paul said, I count it all dung just to know Christ. So the song says, what, what's the name of the song? I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are noble. These have allured my sight. Yeah? I will haste unto him. Haste unto him. Glad, how does it say? Glad and free. Because Jesus is a beautiful, beautiful Savior. Yes, sir.